With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. The most trusted voice in professional wrestling. Look at this! More than four decades behind the mic. Plain and simple. With unrivaled success in broadcasting. From ringside to the boardroom, to the New York Times bestsellers list. What an impact! Keen insight with a sharp tongue. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Westwood One Podcast Network presents the Jim Ross Report. (laughs) With WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. And now, the man himself, good old JR. Yes, indeed, and welcome. Hello again, everybody. I'm good old JR, Jim Ross. Thank you very much for being with us. Thank you so much for... Subscribing to our podcast, whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, uh, TuneIn, or Stitcher, wherever it may be, and leaving those five-star ratings, we appreciate you very much. Big show here today, two red-hot guests, ladies and gentlemen, going to kick it off uh, with a beautiful mom, uh, wife, and wrestler, Madison Rain from Ring of Honor is going to be joining me, and then later in the program... Uh, I'll be joined by one of the EVPs, that's Executive Vice President to you, uh, Cody. Uh, Cody Runnels is his legal name. Uh, I don't know, but he's Cody for us, him and Eggers, the civilians. So, and all about what's going on in Vegas this week from Cody, the AEW, the signing talents. You know, there are a lot of moving parts there as they get ready for a, a pay per view in May. So, a lot to talk to uh, Cody about. And we'll do that here uh, on the program here today. So, again, thanks for being with us. And right now, folks, here's what's on my mind. Going to kick it off. See what I did there? With the uh, NFL Super Bowl this past Sunday. I think that that's, might as well be a holiday in America. I don't know why it's not. And probably the day after should be a holiday with it because people generally lie and, and call in sick, feverish, you know, Tummy trouble, tummy trouble. You got my picture. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, uh, I did not hate the Super Bowl. I have to tell you guys that. So, for those of you that want to hate me because I did not hate the Super Bowl, uh, have at it. Uh, I don't have a problem with hard nose, line of scrimmage dominated, defensive feeling football. Not at all. I don't have to see. Uh, touchdowns to stay interested in the game of football. The game of football has many elements that intrigue me other than simply the scoreboard. But for those of you that don't agree with that, I can understand your point of view. I just simply don't agree with it. Uh, So I I enjoyed the uh, game. Uh, I thought that, uh, you know, when I did my predictions here last week, I said I'm taking the – uh, the Patriots minus two and a half. They won by what? 10, 13 to three. So I was right on that one. I didn't, I didn't, my over under didn't make it. That died a natural death. So, uh, but my spread and picking the winner didn't make it. Why I'm saying that I don't have any idea. I didn't bet any money on it. Were they crazy? 
So uh, there's that. Uh, Super Bowl, didn't hate it. Too many people did. I say, lighten up, Francis. Uh, WWE had a busy busy early part of the week, as, as always. So they're doing uh, in the Pacific Northwest Monday Night Raw and uh, the ever-present uh, SmackDown Live. Saw some speculation regarding WWE hiring more producers. They're, they are hiring more producers. That's pretty public. Uh, so that's no rumor. And and why would they hire more uh, producers? Another very obvious answer. You're going to be doing live TV on Monday, and you're going to be doing another live TV show on Friday. Sound like the old Dallas world-class territory, right? And Dallas on one night and Fort Worth on the other. I think Dallas is on Friday. Fort Worth is on Monday, as I recall. I sat in for Mark Lawrence on those broadcasts years and years ago. And the only thing I remember about it really good was there was a lot of Freebird content. Kenny Mantell was the booker. And I remember uh, having a very smoky car on our ride from Dallas Fortatorium to the Will Rogers Coliseum uh, to prepare to do the creative aspect because many of us artists at times of time uh, have to find our, our creativity. But nonetheless, I digress. Uh, so, yeah, they're going to they're gonna hire more people because the, the routine's going to change. Same, same way with managing their crews. They get these great technicians, WWE I'm referring to, and they uh, are used to working those back-to-backs or sometimes back-to-back-to-back on pay-per-view weekends. That's not going to happen anymore. So the dates are got the, 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 uh, the things going to be filled in. The dates got to be filled in. So I think uh, I, 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 I think that staff enlargement is just is inevitable, without a doubt. Uh, and it's not big news. It's not even it's not big news. Uh, on Monday Night Raw, I was uh, some things caught my mind or my eye. Uh, I thought the first segment was a. Uh, Terrific, really terrific with the Stephanie. The funny thing about being a great villain is that your persona and your presence identifies with the villainous character because your verbiage is completely honest. So it's not the old stereotypical heel exaggerating and lying. Stephanie said nothing on Monday night that wasn't the truth. Reality based in truth. We talk about that all the time here, and it worked there. So uh, I, I thought it was excellent. The storyline can can go a lot of different ways. Uh, but Becky Lynch essentially on this road of trying to get medically cleared to keep her spot against Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, which obviously, if that match would happen, would go on last. I thought Ronda Rousey's involvement on Raw Monday Night was also a big hit. So, again, the ladies kind of took over Monday Night Raw as far as making an impact on their the, the their various creative that was assigned them. They made it their own, it felt to me like. Uh, I saw somebody sent me a thing where uh, Wade Keller at the Pro Wrestling Torch has said that uh, Becky's uh, silent smirk is instant is an instant classic. 
her silent smirk is an instant classic. That's a good, good phraseology. I agree with that. She has that smirk and you don't know if she's mad or if she's happy or if she's going to slap you or if she's going to kick you in the, in the cookies. Kurt Angle's booking on Monday. I, I just, I didn't, something disconnected for me there and I'm not sure what it was. Uh, one thing is that Kurt should have pinned Corbin in the, in the, uh, that tag match with Braun Strowman's help. Strowman helping the, the little guy because Kurt looked tiny next to Strowman, but so does the giant Redwood. Um, but not overwhelmed, let's say underwhelmed I was with the Kurt Angle created this far. Uh, EC3 debuted without a lot of fanfare, but he got a good strong win with uh, Dean Ambrose. Ambrose not signed a contract extension. Says he's leaving WWE. WWE says he's leaving as well, so I got no reason to believe he's not leaving. It was funny. Jeff Jarrett broke a record on Monday night. He had the, the longest stretch between uh, matches on Raw. I think the record was like 19 or something. So 19 or 20 years, he he had a, he had a, he had an interruption in service, shall we say, before he uh, got plugged back in there. Good to have a job, man. Good, to, especially when when you're the job is for the number one company, and the thing you've done all your life. Makes sense to me. Uh, I'm a big fan of the revival. I, I like their tag team work. Uh, probably, uh, you know, Jim Cornette has talked about it on his podcast a lot, uh, and and he knows tags as well as anybody, if not better than anybody I know, anyway. Uh, but I, I I like the team of the revival. Now, with that said, I don't dislike any of the teams in the fourteen tag, but there's too much comedy, in my opinion. Too much ha-ha, as the great Pat Patterson would say. It took me out of several moments of where it could actually become physical, hard-hitting, and compelling. That, to me, is entertaining. But comedy spots, generally in, in today's world, are so damn old and worn out. I wonder if they have value, that much value, when they're those old, predictable, I've seen that before, you know, high spot series to evoke laughter in an athletic event. And shame on me if I'm too old school. Uh, Dave Meltzer, the Wrestling Observer, says that Seth Rollins is home nursing a lower back injury. I assume that's accurate. I don't know. It's not. But if it's true, I hope that Rollins uh, takes care of himself. These cats got to slow down sometimes, man. You can't get them to slow down when they're at work, so what you do? You set their ass at home. Get your physical training, do what you got to do physically to get your body back in tune, but don't be taking any bumps and don't be getting in and out of an airplane. Or a, and everybody don't fly first class, folks. Just don't work that way. Kind of intrigued about the Bobby Lashley subtleties, Brock Lesnar stuff. Uh, I, was, I would enjoy seeing that match. Uh, but for it to work, Lashley's got to get hot, and he ain't hot right now. I, they're trying with the U.S. title. I, I understand that, and I and Bobby's a specimen, and and the the little manager, 
Leo Rush, highly talented. I didn't need to see him wrestling, though, uh, Monday either. These, it's like people get tired of managers so quick and creative because why, unless you didn't have I've already placed value and future value on a guy, would you already start beating him around and, and, and bouncing around like a rubber ball? Wouldn't you save that for another time? When it meant more than just a an intermittent match, unadvertised, non-promoted, in essence, match on Monday night. You might. So, uh, but Lashley's got to get hot. Now, if Lashley got hot, and uh, you could you could make it a hell of uh, it'd be a great poster, wouldn't it? Lashley and Lesnar. Uh, on Tuesday night, I watched a little SmackDown. Uh, again, the women kicked off SmackDown. That means that meant that the women of the WWE uh, kicked off those two sacred spots on on, on their primetime television programs on Raw and on SmackDown. Pretty damned impressive. And you know, this is come from a guy that saw how this worked back in the seventies. It wasn't a pretty sight how women were treated when they got booked. Uh, so it wasn't nice, but, uh, I, congratulations to them. I think, uh, some hot, the highlights I saw on SmackDown, I like uh, Daniel Bryant's, uh, uh, heel role. It's evolving. I thought his promo was a little long, uh, on, uh, Tuesday, but the, the, the excerpts out of it will make a great package. It'll make a great highlight because he said some very same deal. He said some very truthful things but in a way that pisses you off. I know it, Daniel, but don't tell me. I get it. So he's doing well. I think his uh, heel turn is good. We'll see how much uh, the big guy Rowan can uh, can contribute. I still think Rowan's going to get out of those tennis shoes. Or what looks like tennis shoes. Sorry. Uh, nice evolution from Mustafa Ali. And Randy Orton was very, very generous on Tuesday night to young Mustafa Ali. That's how you build somebody. Everybody, you got to win every match. But, you know, that's a commentator's dream when you can make a kid uh, with your passion and your, and, and, your, and your verbal abilities when it comes up just a little bit short from winning the biggest match of his whole damn life. Love the uh, Becky Lynch-Triple H confrontation. Was it predictable? Well, I, Maybe. But who cares? It, it made sense. It made sense. It was excellent creative and terrific execution. And therefore, it created a hot start for the show with people buzzing and social media getting involved and then driving folks or bringing folks back to the balance of the program. I thought it was a big night for Samoa Joe. Joe just has always just needed a chance. He, you know, he, I I would have no issues with the Brock Lesnar Samoa Joe match somewhere down the road. I'd buy it. Now, what's more what's more exciting to you, Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar, or Samoa Joe versus Bobby Lashley? Well, we know the answer. In all due respect, it's it's a uh, Samoa Joe versus Brock Lesnar. Hence my statement about. Lashley's got to get hot, and he ain't right now. Doesn't mean he can't be. The Elimination Chamber is coming up on February 17th, and 
the Toyota Center in Houston. That'll be a, it's a, the, car, the show that's you know headlined by the Elimination Chamber matchup. They're still building toward that card, but it's it'll be interesting to see what comes out of it because there's got everything. Every pay per view between now and WrestleMania will have guess what? Some sort of WrestleMania implication. It's inevitable. You can't avoid it. Try to book around it. I'll, I'll make a case that you're wrong. Uh, standing in WWE land, their access going to run now through Thursday, April 4th through Monday, April the 8th. That's going to be at the Brooklyn Pier 12, also known as the Brooklyn Cruise Terminal Building in Red Hook, which is our friend Taz's hometown. So what would you say it's going to be at the Taz Terminal? Works for me. But the WrestleMania access will be, it'll be tricked out. It'll be a big league, no doubt about it. Continuing to look around the ever-growing world of pro wrestling. Uh, AEW, All Elite Wrestling. Uh, they got those, those hot young uh, EVPs and Cody and the Young Bucks. Uh, maybe that was Brandy. Is she an EVP? I don't know. So she's working hard. She's working hard as a, as a, as an administrator. I sound I sound like Elmer Fudd just then. God, oh the good old days. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit later to Cody, as you know, and uh, asking these que- some questions. But the main thing is that they are acquiring talents. What, what what can we talk about? You know what what can you tell us about that? And, and I know from being in that position for many years, you don't say much. Uh, I don't, the, old, the old expression was uh, telephone, telegraph, telewrestler. Because uh, especially on what they make. I got in an argument with a talent one time uh, because he thought I cheated him on a payoff on a, because his opponent got a, lo- a whole lot more money. First of all, just because you're in the same match doesn't mean you should get equal pay. And uh, bigger stars uh, carry, have more cachet. And have more and have more box office. They get paid more money. If you want to get paid what they get paid, then get over like they're over. Uh, and it's like a dog chasing his tail. Well, I don't know the creative. Well, okay, it's always an excuse. Everybody's got one. Creative's got an excuse. The talent's got an excuse. So, uh, but they're they're going to assign some great talents. I think it'll be a fun place to work. I got a couple of philosophical questions to ask Cody because he's going to be deeply neck deep in the creative. It's exciting time for the wrestling business, folks. It really is. This company's got a chance to, to really uh, make an impact. And if they can continue to accumulate talents as they are trending up in that regard, and they key, 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 get a key television uh, clearance, network TV clearance, cable network basic cable i guess is the best way of putting it that's what i'm thinking then they got a shot and you know i also want to mention too the start the starcast 2 event uh, may 23rd through the 26th also in las vegas conrad thompson's putting on that big shindig as usual and uh, a great team a lot of people around him if you want to know more about it you might want to jot this down it's starcast.com S-T-A-R-R-C-A-S-T, Starcast, one word, two R's, dot com. 
lot of info there. Uh, Sean Mooney's going to be the host of, for those few days. He'll do a great job. He's a real pro. Uh, I saw where Bret Hart had committed to being there. So all the podcast people that you know, and, and I'm sure that a lot of talents will come there either to jump on other podcasts or to do meet and greets or both or Q&As. It really sounds like a dream uh, bill of fare. And, and a lot of announcements are being made in the next few weeks, few days. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, follow Conrad on Twitter. And don't forget that, uh, you know, uh, Russell Starcast 2, those uh, 23rd through the 26th in Las Vegas of May. Big holiday weekend there. Mr. Barnett, you have something to say? Yes, I do. Connie has done it again. I think it's those cheeks. I just love those cheeks. Okay. All righty then. Uh, with that said, moving right along, uh, our friends at Ring of Honor, uh, you know, Jay Lethal didn't get enough credit for being a great ta- talent. Uh, and I don't know that he ever will because of the stage that he has been competing on uh, through this prime of his career. And I don't say that any negativity to Ring of Honor. Uh, but until you get that national cable overlay, uh, it's hard in a syndicated environment only for wrestling. And I just think that Jay Lethal kind of goes unappreciated. He's, uh, he's had two reigns combined. He's held the Ring of Honor title longer than anyone, surpassing the 645-day reign a Samoa Joe, which, by the way, is how you get somebody over. You get them on a roll, and they find success much more often than they find failure. You can define success or failure in a variety of ways, too, by the way. So congratulations to Jay Lethal, a funny dude, those great impersonations. i got to get him back on the show sometime. I respect his work a great deal. He could be, Look, he's selected to stay in Ring of Honor, help continue to build that company. I'm sure they appreciate that. I hope they do. If they, if they don't, they should. And uh, I, I I don't see him going anywhere else, i.e., will Jay Lethal ever go to WWE? I don't know that. I have no idea. My point is it seems like he is very content and uh, committed to building, uh, making the Ring of Honor a better brand. So uh, check them out, uh, Ring of Honor. I watch them every weekend. Ian Riccoboni does a great job. He and uh, Colt Cabana. I like their broadcast. And by the way, a good move, uh, PJ Black. Some remember him in WWE as Justin Gabriel. He was a three-time tag champion in WWE, if you remember that. Uh, he's a PJ Black now, and he is also in Ring of Honor. Moving right along here on the wrestling trail. Pilgrims, uh, MLW, Major League Wrestling, their president, CEO, COP, uh, Man About Town, Rock on Tour, Courtney Bauer. That big show last Saturday in Philadelphia set some records on attendance, the gate, and all that good stuff. Congratulations on that. That was at the old ECW arena, the 2300 arena now. And uh, 
So that's cool. Good for them. 2300 Arena, packed. And uh, MLW's got shows coming up in uh, Chicago in March and New York City in in April. MLWtickets.com. Check them out. New brand. They're growing. Pulling for them. Impact Wrestling is going to be out in Las Vegas uh, February 15th through the 17th at Samstown Casino. Some television shenanigans going on there for Impact Wrestling. Impactwrestling.com. On Wednesday, I had a lot of fun listening to uh, Busted Open Radio. Dave LaGreca was herding the chickens on uh, on Monday because he had Bubba, Bubba Ray, Bully Ray, uh, and Mark Henry, who were on the show but never together, at least I've heard. And then one of their guests was uh, Jim, Cor- Jim Cornette. So, uh, it was, and the senator from uh, Kentucky held court. Uh, I, I thought it was very entertaining, very informative. Hardly anybody, that, I don't know anybody that knows more about the history of wrestling uh, through uh, the, you know, the, the 90s and 2000s. A lot, of, a lot of real old-timers are great at, at, you know, the 30s and the 40s, but then they drop off. They lost their interest when the presentation started changing. So uh, Cornette is just a great historian, one of the best I've ever been around, and it's, a, it's a great to talk to him. Uh, so he's got a, he's got, if you're ever lucky enough to be invited to his home office, uh, it's really special to say the least, but so is corny. God damn my Kenny, that bastard. I was Jerry Lawler and he was Jackie Fargo. See, I I think that's me doing, I think that might be me doing Bruce Pritchard doing Cornette. That's, that's kind of how it's been framed. But I, I wholeheartedly refuse to accept that or admit to it. The Crockett Cup, I was going to talk about the Crockett Cup. And that's where I heard Cornette talking on Busted Open this week. If you're not listening to Busted Open, folks, you're a wrestling fan, you're missing out, man. Get the app. You know, wherever you are, it's there. Come on. Channel 93, Sirius XM. I don't listen to hardly anything else on SiriusXM, but busted open. Uh, but I do listen to a lot of sp- lot, when I'm in the mood for sports. It's a great it's a great network. Channel ninety three is where I live. Uh, but that uh, Crockett Cup is going to be held uh, on April twenty seventh in Concord, North Carolina, down there, Charlotte. A big event. And tickets are going to sell Wednesday, February the 6th for Honor Club members and uh, Friday, February the 8th to the general public. And Cornette, uh, Ian Riccoboni, and Joe Galley are going to call the action on April 27th. So uh, check that out. should be a lot of fun. I remember doing the Crockett Cup down in New Orleans, Tony Schiavone and I. And... Uh, that was fun. Very well organized, too, by the way. With all the egos involved, that had pencils or big erasers, a lot of muscle, a lot of ego. They, Cowboy and Dusty got along so well more often than not, and that's all that mattered because it was their deal, by and large. Creatively, it was their deal. And there's a lot of egos to assuade and soothe, you know, 
got to protect your, you know, just get out. I lost by a clean pen and kill me. I'm thinking, oh, you must be a piss poor worker. That one loss is going to kill you. Are we being a little bit dramatic? Oh, well, uh, hey, I'm going to be on the road a little bit. Uh, uh, I wish I could tell you that I drove by the, the new uh, Amazon plant here in Oklahoma City today coming to work, coming to record. Amazon.com has slobber knocker my life in wrestling still. It's selling like crazy, and we appreciate you guys. Some people are just discovering our book. But I think most people tell you it was it's a fun read. I got the audio book that I did myself and the ebook and the hardcover. So uh, appreciate your support on that deal. Kenny uh, Kenny uh, uh, McIntosh. I started to say Kenny Omega. I have Kenny Omega on my mind. I think it's a I think it's almost a, a lead pipe cinch. Kenny Omega ends up in AEW. And if it were a prop bet in Las Vegas, I'd load up. Just saying. Kenny McIntosh uh, at Inside the Ropes on Twitter or online at insidetheropes.co.uk, insidetheropes.co.uk, whatever your vernacular may be. He's got a few uh, signed copies that I signed and left with him when I was last there of Slobberknocker. So if you want a signed copy and you live in the UK region of the world, check out Kenny McIntosh, the young, swarthy Vince McMahon of Europe. (laughs) I want to thank you guys for stopping by WWE Shop. Because they have a great customer service. They got our products there, barbecue sauces, ketchup, chipotle ketchup. Mm, I love that. Makes great meatloaf, too, by the way. It's good and chili. Uh, jalapeno honey mustard, the main event mustard, uh, all purpose seasoning, beef jerky. They got it all there at uh, www.shop.com. And of course, uh, we're on the shelves in the great Ingalls. Grocery store chain, Ingalls Markets, headquartered in Nashville, North Carolina. So if you're in uh, the great state of Georgia or North Carolina, South Carolina, Virginia, Tennessee, Alabama, check out your local Ingalls, I-N-G-L-E-S, Ingalls Markets for our products. And if you take a little photo of them, uh, tweet it to me, at J-R-S-B-B-Q. I'm going to be at the Great Lakes Comic Con on Friday, February 22nd, and Saturday, February 23rd. Uh, that's in Warren, Michigan. That's in the Detroit area. For those of you that may not know, uh, the Macomb Community College Convention Expo Center. Whew, boy. GreatLakesComicConvention.com for information. Love to see you there. In February, 22nd and 23rd, Friday, Saturday, Great Lakes Comic Convention. Our team's finalizing still the all the details for our WrestleMania week appearances. Certainly the Saturday afternoon, the matinee, the annual matinee I've done for years. We'll go on again one more time. Saturday, April the 6th, it's a Saturday of WrestleMania weekend. Uh, it's going to be a, a matinee, a midday event. And uh, tickets are on sale now at thegothamcomedyclub.com. 
GothamComedyClub.com. And they're going good, too. We had a, we, had a, we jumped out of there well on the, on sale. So don't miss out. Uh, you won't regret it. I have, I'm going to have some special guests. You know we're going to have some fun. Everybody in the world's going to be in town. And who knows the lay of the land by that time? So uh, I think you're going to I think you're going to have a great time. As a matter of fact, by God, I'll see to it. I'll guarantee it. Uh, also, on Sunday morning, the Sunday of WrestleMania, I'll be at the uh, Two Man Power Trips podcast. Uh, they got a big event coming to the uh, Midlands Plaza Hotel. That's uh, Sunday, April the 7th, the Sunday morning of WrestleMania. And, uh, Check out them on Twitter at BP Tickets, at BP Tickets, uh, on Twitter. So, uh, and and you know how to get all the guys at the Two Man Power Trip. That's on Twitter as well at Two T W O Man Power Trip. All that ticket information is there. It's gonna be a lot of fun. On Monday night, that's three nights. That's three, me working three days in a row. What the hell have I done to myself? Uh, it's the big. Uh, Post Monday Night Raw midnight show. Yeah, baby. No hose barred. Last men and women standing. Uh, and uh, I will be joined by the lovely, <laughs> oh my boy, Conrad, Connie, Conrad Thompson and Bruce Pritchard. Uh, he'll do me, he'll get drunk and do me half the show probably, which is fine because he's funny. Q&A. God, won't we have a lot to talk about by then? Lord. So, uh, we will, uh, tickets going to save for the show, folks, on Monday, uh, February the 18th, uh, at 9 p.m. So, you know by having the show after Monday Night Raw, it's going to be a wild, raucous crowd. There will be beverages being served, just so you know. Just saying. Bruce Pritchard, Conrad Thompson, myself. It's it's kind of like the something to wrestle with Bruce Pritchard meeting the Jim Ross report. It's an amalgamation of ridiculous personalities and unimportant wrestling knowledge. We got it all, baby. We we expect this event to sell out, folks. We really do. First time, right after Raw. A lot of people are going to be going home later in the day on Tuesday. Why not? Let's, let's bring down the curtain. I know it's before SmackDown, but, you know, humor me. It's a good story. So tickets go on sale Monday, February the 18th, 9 p.m. Eastern at TicketFly.com. TicketFly.com. Monday, February 18th, 9 o'clock Eastern. Circle that damn date, man, because you don't want to be left out of this deal. It's going to be something special. Uh, I'm going to be in uh, Pennsylvania at the Steel City Comic Con the week after WrestleMania. Uh, and that'll be uh, for three days, as a matter of fact, at the Steel City uh, Con in Monroeville, uh, Friday the 12th of April through Sunday the 14th of April. So for more information, simply go to steelcitycon.com. steelcitycon.com. 
And then uh, uh, I'm going to excited about going to the uh, Dan Gable Museum in, in Waterloo, Iowa. I go there every year, at least I try to. And that's going to be on July 25th through the 27th. I think I'm hosting the banquet there on the 27th, Hall of Fame banquet. So uh, it's a great event. It's a family event. You Some great memorabilia, some compelling personalities, the chance to interact, get close, personal. It's just a hell of a deal. And it's affordable. And you can get all the information you want uh, at just go to Twitter at Wrestling Museum. That's their Twitter handle, and they'll have all this information out of their website and all that stuff at Wrestling Museum. Uh, and I promise you, I, I don't. I go to a lot of these places, and I do it because I get paid, and I promote them, and I try to make them as good as I can. I can tell you, I'm not getting paid for this Waterloo event, nothing, and I'm happy with that. I have no problem because I'm committed to. Uh, the the business. So, uh, and if you love the business and you like museum stuff, pro rest the pro wrestling museum, all the memorabilia, all the artifacts, or it's just simply amazing. The chance to shake hands and and talk to these stars that are there, the Hall of Fame level people. Uh, it's just in a casual atmosphere. It's a cool deal. So, check them out at Wrestling Museum. Man, we have covered a lot of ground here already. Uh, and uh, just getting rolling here. That's what's on my mind. Been excited about uh, this guest because she's the first timer on our show, and certainly a has a very diverse lifestyle, being a mom, a wife, and a wrestler. And of course, uh, Ring of Honor is growing by leaps and bounds. Uh, Madison Rain has joined us. Thank you, young lady, for taking time out of your schedule because I know you're very busy. Uh, to j- jump on here with us. I appreciate you. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to I've been looking forward to talking to you for a few days now. So thank you for having me. Uh, well, bet. My pleasure. Uh, how do you do that? How do you balance? <laughs> how do you, you how do you, you have, how old is your child? She's five. She's in kindergarten this year. Wow. So there's, there's that. <laughs> and they're not yeah. going to, and the, and the kindergarten folks are not going to move their schedule. Because you got a booking in Sheboygan. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So between kindergarten and um, she is a phenomenal little gymnast already at five years old. So um, my schedule is completely owned by her most of the time. And occasionally she lets me go wrestle. <laughs> wow. Are, are you, do you find, uh, are you able to wrestle as much as you want and also be the mom that you got to be? Yeah, I think so. And I went back actually um, to wrestling at when I was with Impact um, it, it, when my daughter was ten or eleven weeks old. Um, so wow. as, as quickly as my body would let me get back in the ring, um, I was I was back in action. And at first, I was really nervous, and I didn't know, um, you know, being a first time mom as it is, was, was nerve wracking enough, but then how was I going to balance all of these things? And I was fortunate enough that that impact wanted to have me back. Um, but as the, the years have gone on and I've, I've kind of figured out my groove, I realized that um, the amount of time that I'm gone is far less than what, you know, somebody who works a quote unquote normal nine to five Monday through Friday. Um, you know, I've, I've been able to spend 
time with my daughter that a lot of people don't get. So I'm actually very fortunate and very thankful um, that my career has allowed me um, all the freedom and all the time that I've had to be home before she started um, her school career. So uh, I've been really lucky. I had your husband, uh, Impact Broadcaster, Josh Matthews, on the show here not too long ago. And uh, he said you folks had relocated to Columbus, Ohio, home of the <laughs> Ohio State University, and uh, that you have family there, which made all the sense in the world. When you think, of good, And there's also a good airport there. Yeah, the, air, the airport is so easy, um, which is definitely in our line of work. Uh, one of the things that, that we look for in, in a new city. But, um, yeah, I'm from here. I grew up about an hour and a half northeast of Columbus. Uh, so all of my, you know, high school friends and, and all of my family, um, they've, they've been here. So we lived in Nashville for about three years. But then, um, you know, when it was time for my daughter to start school and we – looked at where we really wanted to plant roots. It made the most sense. And, and his family is uh, much closer to us now than they were when we were in Nashville. Well, that's good. So it's a win-win. Yeah, except for this weather. The weather is awful, but, um, you know, that's the only downside so far. Yeah, well, hey, we, it's just, it's just uh, we all pay those prices. You know, I live in Tornado Alley. Somebody says, man, you know, I – I either live in a in an area that's maybe uh, a, a, a perfect for hurricanes because hurricanes you can track them for days, and, you know, several hours at least, sometimes for days, and how they're when they're going to hit land and all that stuff. Tornadoes just pop up. Sure. So I, yeah, I, I guess in, we're we're all subject to to some sort of um, uh, natural disaster potential. So I'll take the snow over over a tornado. That would terrify me. <laughs> I saw, uh, I was looking here, I get a kick out of this sometimes, uh, the, how much, uh, did you not know about the creative process of wrestling as far as building a character? Uh, here's my, I'm going to be, my persona is going to be this, uh, or whatever. How, how much did you know about that process or did you just kind of figure it out as you got your, in more deep water? Um, I, I, I went into my first years at TNA completely blind. I was, um, you know, I was an independent wrestler just chasing a dream. And so when, when I signed my first contract, I had no idea, um, what I was getting myself into. Um, all I knew was that I wanted to wrestle. Um, and you know, I was very fortunate that when I first started wrestling, um, on TV that, um, TNA put me in the beautiful people, which was already an established group. Um, Angelina and Velvet had done incredible things for women's wrestling at that time and creating that group. And, and I was given a golden opportunity uh, to really kind of just step into uh, that role. And so I uh, was well taken care of. Um, those two helped me tremendously in learning, um, you know, how to be a heel because in the four years that I spent just on the independent scene, I was uh, 22 years old and 110 pounds blonde. So I was always, you know, cast as the, the baby face. And so sure. I was learning how to be this new character 
on television. Um, but I was so young and just excited to be there that I didn't know any better. I didn't know to be nervous or to, to overthink things at the time. So I guess that was a, a blessing in disguise. Are you one of the uh, talents that enjoys being a, a heel more than being a fan favorite? It, I've gone back and forth over the years. Um, in my my first several years at at Impact, I loved being a heel, and and that the character of of the Queen Bee kind of just came to be. Really, I mean, Vince Russo gave me a lot of creative freedom that way, and and I did pageants and things when I was younger, so it was kind of like revisiting. Um, you know, an, an aspect of my youth, but kind of turning it up and, and being that heel character. And that was a lot of fun. Um, but as my daughter has kind of gotten older and, and old enough that she can understand, um, you know, that she can come to a show and, and watch and know that it's, you know, I'm not really, um, knock on wood, <laughs> getting hurt. Um, it's fun for her to be in the crowd and, and hear everyone cheer for me. And so that's fun. But I, I have always been told that I'm just a, a natural heel, and I don't know if that's a compliment or not. <laughs> I'd say so. Um, <laughs> I, th- I think in our in our line of work, uh, I, I think it is medicine. I think that I, I told Paul Heyman before in one of our many heart to heart, ended up becoming nose to nose conversations uh, <laughs> on a road trip. You know, I said you're so damn easy to hate, <laughs> and and I was pissed at the moment. But the fact of the matter is, that's a supreme compliment for a wrestling villain. Yeah. You know what? Another thing that I've always heard that I was always told was that the best gimmicks are kind of the actual person amplified. And I hope in people telling me that I'm a really great heel, that that's not like a subtle way of saying, you're a really terrible person in real life. So so you portray that well on TV. <laughs> I like to of, think I'm the opposite. <laughs> a lot of it is, a lot of it is simply look. How you carry yeah. yourself. You know, the old timers used to say that uh, Buddy Rogers, the original nature boy, Buddy Rogers, mm-hmm. uh, he, when he would go to a new town before television and they had newspapers and a little bit of radio, but it was a lot of word of mouth and stuff. So a lot of people had heard of him, but they didn't know for sure who he was. So they didn't see him until he walked out, came out of the curtain. And by the time he came out into, into, his presence known until he got in the ring, he would turn himself heel. Not by going sure. crazy. His walk, his sneer, his aloofness, you know, like, you know, screw you guys. I don't even know why I'm here. This don't take me long. And, you know, that yeah. kind of like, that kind of deal. So Yeah, that's I kind think of, that there's that's, something uh, to be said for the way that, you know, we as performers, if we can captivate an audience that way. You know, to, to either degree, to make them love us or hate us, um, I, I would say we're doing our jobs uh, well. Hey, uh, I believe uh, there's a lot of room for growth, and, and that's good for you, at least in my opinion I'm saying this. But mm-hmm. I'm not the most, uh, you know, I haven't evaluated the talent roster at Ring of Honor. I, I enjoy the show. It's on here on the Fox affiliate here in Oklahoma City. Uh, so I get it. It's on. They double play it, so it's... It's a, it's a really cool, you can catch it, local, local TV. I, I like local TV, quite frankly. I like the one-hour show, by, by the way. Uh, so, anyway, uh, the uh, I think the, there's room, a lot of room for growth in Ring of Honor for women. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I actually 
started. I had my first kind of big stage um, to wrestle on at Ring of Honor um, before I started my journey at at TNA. Um, And at that time, it was very sporadic that they would have women's matches. Um, If there was a female presence on the shows at that time, um, most most of the time it was in a managerial capacity. Um, But the way that in the last three, two or three years that they've uh, invested back into um, the women and, and giving them this brand and, um, you know, women of honor and, uh, you know, bringing in international talent and really being selective about the women that they, that they bring in. Um, I, I think it's a, you know, it's a, it's an exciting time in women's wrestling in general, like across the board, all promotions. Um, but I think there's something really special and unique about ring of honor and about women of honor. And that's what drew me, um, to wanting to call call Ring of Honor home, you know, I had a I was so fortunate, had a great 2018, was able to wrestle just about everywhere, um, and I, I just felt like there was something special. And, and to your point, a lot of room for growth, um, and that's you know that's how the Knockouts division felt for me back in 2009 when I started there. And so hopefully, my goal in in being part of the Women of Honor brand is to be able to um, help that brand and that division grow um in the same way that i hope i was able to do with the knockouts are you uh what's your thoughts on wwe's uh women's revolutions for lack of a better term but how they have positioned uh women i should say repositioned women in the business because women women have never been in in these level positions like you find ronda rousey and becky lynch and charlotte oscar they got some big stars there, and but how do you feel about how they have handled the this uh, this situation in general with the with the ladies? Yeah, I love it. I mean, I'm a hundred percent behind it, and a lot of a lot of the women that are there now, um, I was able to work with on independent promotions or or at Shimmer, where it's all women's wrestling, um, and so I know how hard um, the current group of women has worked. Um, to to make those individual brands and and the the division women's divisions on Raw and SmackDown and and down at NXT um, to make them so successful and so on a personal level um, it makes me happy to see people um, that I've watched work so hard um, you know kind of be able to step into the spotlight um, the way that they deserve and you know I I've been asked uh, in a variety of ways how I feel about the the women's revolution and, and, you know, how this person says that this group of women did it first and, and this other group over here says, no, that the WWE did it for. And for me, like at the end of the day, uh, I'm just really happy that women's wrestling is where it is right now. And it's a collective effort. It's not just, you know, this generation or, or the one right before this one, you know, it, it goes back to, you know, we wouldn't have a May Young Classic. I wouldn't have had the opportunity last year to compete at the May Young Classic had it not been for women like Mae Young. So um, I think it's been a journey and a long process, and it's been a collaborative effort of a lot of generations. Um, and and I'm, I'm thankful to be a part of it in a small way and, and also thankful to be able to sit back and, and watch what the women in WWE are doing. Uh, you were not in the uh, Mae Young Classic that I broadcast with Lita, were you? I wasn't, no. I was in That's just, the first just one. last year. Yeah. Okay. Right. So I... We missed each other on that little on that booking. 
but yeah. they, they, they've done a, the, the, they, mean WWE, have done a really uh, a good job uh, of uh, positioning these women and creating spotlight. We, that's the thing that, you know, you guys got to have some way, somehow, you got to find the spotlight and get in it or bring it with you. Because you can't be a star without being in the spotlight. It just doesn't work that way. You're just brown shoes at a formal wedding. You got to have spotlight. And 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 they have created. And the May Young brings brings this thought up. They mm-hmm. what they WWE's done is created these events where women can get a spotlight. And in, in hell, and looks like they're going to have, you know, uh, a women, women's match close WrestleMania this year. It se- certainly seems that way. And I don't know that people, we, we appreciate how big that is in a man's world. Can you imagine all the old time guys, the old, the old, old time wrestlers? <laughs> oh, those goddamn broads, you know, those, uh, <laughs> yeah, goddamn broads. I got took my booking. The match stunk. Bitches. <laughs> it's crazy. Well, and I don't, I don't think that that's lost on, um, you know, us as female performers. I think that we, you know, acknowledge that, that the spotlight that we're being given right now um, is not something to be taken lightly. And, and, you know, we have, we speaking as, as, you know, of female just in the business at this time in general, I feel like we have this obligation to do it right. Um, because, you know, opportunities like this don't come around every day. And so if, if we can all do it, something as, as special as what we're given the opportunity to do right now, then that just continues to open doors, hopefully for future generations. Absolutely. Hey, does old Josh do any cooking around your place? Does he do any cooking? He does, does all jo- the cooking. He does. <laughs> he does the majority of it. He's, he's better than I am. He, he's just, he's, I, I know that that's, I should be trying to. No, no, you know, no, no, you, no, no, you, you got it. You, no, no, you got it right. You got it right. Just let him win one. Let him win one. He's, he's so good at cooking. And, I, and there, I mean, yeah. who am I to tell him, no, let me do it. I'll burn yeah, dinner. Don't, don't rebook that storyline. <laughs> Let's let it play out. So uh, it's all good. Because you know, it's not as if you don't have plenty of other things to deal with, uh, including a very t- talented and busy daughter and your schedule. Oh. Yeah, yeah. I'm the one who runs her and takes her everywhere she demands to go. And and when we come home, he's got some sort of an incredible meal um, made for us. I lucked out. I lucked out in the in the husband department. Yeah, he's a he's he's a dandy in that role. I think I'm proud of him. He's a good boy. <laughs> he's a good boy. Uh, and he a is. Good, good cook. Uh, well, I I want to thank you a, a bunch uh, for jumping on here with us. I, I Madison, I enjoy talking to you. You're you're bright and you're and you're intelligent. And you're very skilled. Uh, I'm glad you got back in and uh, and you know at this stage of your career, you can work as much or as little as you really want to. Uh, so hopefully, Ring of Honor will appreciate that and and you could be there to build something for other women uh, in that company, and that could be big. It could be really big. Yeah, that's my hope. And, and, you know, they're so open to creative input. And that's another thing that I really love about Ring of Honor is they, they have their creative team, but it's not a, it's not a closed door policy there at all. They're receptive and open. And I have found that it, 
in recent years, I just have all these ideas that I want to give to them, and, and they're very receptive of that, and nobody um, is turned off by that. So, um, like you said, at this point in my career, I'm glad that I'm able to have the freedom to work as little um, or as much as I want to and also kind of have some creative control over over what Madison Rain is going to do in these final chapters. Well, you don't ever downplay the uh, your ability to do projects or not because that's a distinction that's earned. You've earned that. And uh, I work less uh, than I would like to be working, but I'm still working. I'm doing, I'm doing this show every week, for one thing, which I dearly love doing. It's fun. And, I, you know, I enjoy the conversations and all that stuff, but uh, we're lucky we're still we're able to, at whatever our stage of life is, whatever our gender may be or whatever, there's a place for us in our business. And that for that, I'm very grateful. And who knows what this year is going to bring about. It's, it's an exciting time in wrestling, and I'm, I'm happy to still be a part of it. Me too. Uh, say hello to your husband for me, and, and I, I'm very impressed about his cooking credentials. I, that was very, <laughs> that's very good to know. That's very good to know. So I want to thank you, Madison, for joining us. Uh, keep up the good work and, the, and fight the good fight. I'm proud of what you're doing. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate your time. Fun conversation. We'll do that again, I promise you. No doubt about it. A lot of respect for a, a woman that's a mom. And how important it is, no matter your children's age, to be there for them. And it sounds like that that mom is there all the time and makes the time to be with her child and her husband. And then we found out the dirt. Josh Matthews is a little bit uh, henpecked, and he cooks. I'm kidding. Well, folks, it's time for Sovereign Rocker of the Week. A lot of candidates to... Uh, peruse, shall we say, from our crack staff. You know, we have a producer, Dennis, is here. He's a man of the mothership there in Culver City. And then we got Sean Creedle has joined our team more officially and help him provide information and does some research and a lot of good things, as well as our right-hand man, Raphael Morphy, who I think this week is in Las Vegas because he'll be the showrunner for the big event coming in May for AEW. And they could not have gotten a better guy. He's excellent. So they're my guys helping me out here. So they, they contribute to these nominations as well. So it's not all my fault. I'm kidding. We share the glory, folks. Uh, certainly, you could take a triumphant from the, don't, don't get mad now, of the New England Patriots. Ugh. Uh, They've turned themselves heel, except in New England. They're the, they're the hottest baby face alive there. But other than that, they are, they're, they're heels. They're NFL heels. And they're kind of cool heels because they win. So, you know, you could say Belichick, Slaughter Knock of the Week, Tom Brady. Uh, but, you know, I would say the team has a, it'll be a team award, but uh, not today. Out of respect for my late wife, a Pittsburgh Steeler fan, through and through. God bless her. I can't do it. Uh, I certainly considered the Clemson football team and uh, their coach, Dabo Sweeney, surprising their special needs, a young equipment manager, David Seville, with Super Bowl tickets. How cool is that? Uh, As a uh, 
surprise. And uh, there was a lot of nice footage of the NFL doing nice things to this young man. Who's a, you know, he's on the field with the Clemson team, national champions, and uh, just looked like an adorable kid. So that's it. They're in a hunt. I can tell you that. I, I appreciated what Davo and the, and the Clemson team did. Uh, now, this one might come from Sean Creedle. I'm not sure. Or maybe Raphael showing his hit side. Big boy. Formerly of Outcast. You guys know I would have known that, right? Singing their R&B classic, I Love the Way You Move. Nice job, I'm told. I think I was making a sandwich about that time. No, I was grilling. I was grilling during halftime. But I did have the TV on out there in the, in the kitchen, outdoor kitchen. I think I was enhanced with my, I was enthralled with my grilling. Uh, I thought I did think Gladys Knight did a nice job with the national anthem. I think I ate at her restaurant someplace. Uh, chicken and waffles. Uh, I love the commercial. Peter Berg's Sovereign Rock of the Week nominee. He directed the uh, NFL 100 TV commercial, which is phenomenal. As good as I've ever seen. My boy Becker Mayfield made the edit. Sitting next to Tom Brady. There's a rub. That's a main event rub, main eventer, Tom Brady, giving the rub to the young star. Like it. But I'll tell you, the the winner of the Star Knocker of the Week Award, and it doesn't come without a little bit of controversy, unfortunately. The winners are the original Heart Foundation. Uh, Jim the Anvil, Brett the Hitman, and the Mouth of South, Jimmy Hart. Uh, and what I say create a uh, controversy because... There's no controversy in my eyes that those men are not deserving uh, of this distinction. The argument comes with some that uh, it, ex- it excludes uh, the, the last version uh, in WWE of the Hart Foundation. Uh, you know, the Brian Pillman, Owen Hart, Davy Boy uh, guys in that group. And so there's where the rub comes in, and not a good rub in that regard. So I don't really take sides in this thing. You know, anybody that goes to the Hall of Fame, I'm happy for. I really am. Uh, I know a lot. Of, I know there's wrestlers that have been going to the Hall of Fame that uh, roll their eyes that it's just a, a TV show and it doesn't mean anything. And maybe it is. I don't know. But to me, it means something. So I'm sorry if I'm naive, but uh, I think it's a big deal. And I think that Jim Neanderthal and Neidhart, and Bret Hart and Jimmy Hart uh, created some magic in that in that faction and uh, raised the level of tag team wrestling. Don't you wish somebody could come along today on a national stage, including WWE, and raise the bar on the tag teams? There are ta- the teams are there, but are the opportunities. So congratulations to the Hart Foundation. The winners of this week's Slobberknocker of the Week. You know, I really meant it when I said that the uh, original Heart Foundation raised the bar uh, for their genre and for their craft. The same thing can be said, quite frankly, folks, of uh, the Weiss Company, W-I-S-E, Weiss Company. They have freeze-dried food. I had it delivered to my home. It came on time. It came well-packed. It was absolutely totally professional and these freeze dried foods 
uh, are easy to prepare. I mean, they're idiot-proof, seriously. And they can be stored for up to 25 years. So I think that my deal was, well, uh, if, my, if I don't have, if I can't cook for some reason, this is a foolproof. These meals, meals are so easy to, to, uh, to prepare. Uh, it's scary. And, it, you know, it lets you make sure that you have food in a, uh, for, for, this, for these examples. Let's say you live in an area where there's a lot of hurricanes, tornadoes, earthquakes, floods, wildfires, power outages. That's my big deal. And, unfortunately, job loss. Because these are affordable meals. They're healthy. Uh, and I, I, I was shocked. Folks, I was literally shocked at how good the food was. I didn't expect it to be that good. I'm just telling you. Sorry. It blew me away. So here's the deal. This week, my listeners can get any wise emergency or outdoor food product at an extra 25% off the lowest mark price at wisefoodstorage.com when you enter JR at checkout. Plus, you get free shipping. Wise has a 90-day, no questions asked, return policy. So there's no risk in taking the initiative to get yourself and your family more prepared for a tragedy, for something unforeseen. That's wisefoodstorage.com. W-I-S-E, foodstorage.com. Promo code J-R, that'd be me, to get any wise emergency or outdoor food product at an extra 25% off and you get free shipping. Wise. W-I-S-E, foodstorage.com, promo code J-R. And I thank you. Drew Speedway doesn't have anything, but fire did call across the hall and say that it was a raccoon that overdosed on somebody's heroin. Rolling right through this program, still to come, uh, Cody. Can I say Cody Rhodes? Can I say Cody Runnels? What shall I say? Cody, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, will be joining me here on this program in just a matter of minutes. But until he gets here, let's move right on down the road to the land of the pet coon Goofy. It sure as hell was Goofy, the number three ranked North Carolina state, not only lost to Virginia Tech, but the fact that they only scored 24 points in the whole damn game. The lowest scoring output in the shot clock era it seems to me to score 24 points in an ACC basketball game with a very reputable and uh, long-standing former national championship North Carolina State team that they score 24 points something ain't stirring a Kool-Aid somebody sold the sheets and that is certainly pet coon goofy worthy. Did you see about this cat named uh, Alexander Golinski? Uh, Alexander is a 57-year-old independent contractor 
not a wrestler. That's another kind of, that's, there are other independent contractors out there. And he was working for a company in Woodbridge, New Jersey, about 30 miles northwest of Newark, when he allegedly orchestrated a scam, according to the uh, local prosecutor's office. Uh, o. Alexander was arrested in mid-January and charged with insurance fraud after he was caught on surveillance tape tossing ice on the floor and allegedly taking, faking a slip and fall. I guess it's done so damn much, there's just a name for it now. I think she did a slip and fall. I will tell you that one of the favorite things to watch on television, on these like America's, the comedy shows, little home video, America's Funniest Home Videos, I watch that stuff. And I like to laugh, so I, I enjoy watching uh, heavy set people slip and fall. Just saying. Don't wish them any ill will. Don't want anybody to break a hip, but a fat man or woman slipping and falling, that's fine, fine humor. Uh, wasn't wild about the halftime of the uh, of the Super Bowl. Uh, I, I, I caught the halftime heat show later, uh, which is good, by the way. Great work for those kids. Uh, I just didn't connect. So the music was fine. and I, I actually even recognized some of Maroon 5's music, but it, it felt like there was a lot of loose pieces kind of floating around in a musical orbit and no, nothing connected. What my what my favorite thing. Oh, Liam Neeson. Boy, boy, boy. If ever somebody had a pet coon goofy week, might be this... Uh, Lanky Irishman. Or is he Scott? I'm not sure. Whatever he is. It doesn't matter. Human. That's what he is. Uh, apologized during an appearance uh, on Good Morning America on ABC for a recent racially charged comment. He was going to kill some quote-unquote black bastard upon learning that his close friend was brutally raped over 40 years ago by a black man. At least that's what she says. And, uh, of course, Mr. Neeson, a very talented actor, by the way, uh, said that he's not racist and uh, the comments are taken out of context. You can't go there, buddy. It, it's gonna, it bites us all in the ass to say things off the top of our head because we think it's mean, tough, cool, funny, whatever. To, to get something, an artificially uh, enhanced reaction. And sometimes those things are done without even thinking about it. And finally, uh, about that, uh, you know, it's just funny that all this this noise, this chatter happens the week that his uh, newest movie premieres. Hmm. That's one of those things that make you want to go, hmm. ESPN's on my list this week. The Pepkin Goofy list, they... They fired a talented Adnan Verk. Uh, I know from talking to my friends at ESPN that he's a very likable, popular, talented guy. Thought he did a great job on the air. He'll find work. But allegedly, uh, he leaked confidential company information uh, to a media TV uh, news columnist about the uh, ESPN's negotiations with Major League Baseball. Any buzz that anybody can create about Major League Baseball, 
this time of the year before spring training gets underway to kind of reignite, to re-engage the audience. The more, the better. It's not like Major League Baseball is still America's game. Is it really? I'm not so sure. Uh, this is a close. This almost got my the vote, but it didn't quite make it. Hawaiian Representative Richard Cragen recently proposed legislation, ladies and gentlemen. This is one of our elected officials. He proposed legislation aimed at making the state, the state of Hawaii the first state in the United States to ban the sale of cigarettes for anyone except those aged 100 and over by 2024. Now, look, here's the deal. I don't smoke anymore. I used to. Bad habit. Quit if you can. And you can. Don't be a wuss. Stop smoking. But I, I'm not going to deny somebody's right to smoke. That's what they want to do. And I, I just think it's far-fetched. And I think it's, 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 it's written along with tongue-in-cheek written. Why would you write a bill if you're serious about it and said nobody can smoke except unless you're over 100. That's stupid. It's not a good comedy. So I guess Hawaiian Representative Richard Cragen is uh, earning his money, or is he? Well, he's a politician. And all politicians are not really public servants. Well, that's a show for a different network, <laughs> a different uh, host, because I, I could go off on that deal easily. I believe in public service. I don't believe in professional politicians because I'd rather fight a man than act love to a woman. Case closed, Ernie. The winner of the Peckham Goofy Award this week are people like me, devout football fans who love the game and who will watch the XFL, you know, when it, uh, when it starts up. Well, a lot of, a lot of noise about Coach Stoops, my buddy Bob Stoops going to, Coach the XFL, uh, stay tuned. I might try out for the unofficial, like, you know, uh, motivator, the uh, the rah-rah coach or the pullback coach where you don't let the coach go out on the field, hold back in my next life. But people like me are fans. That I, I was thinking the other day how much time I spent watching Super Bowl, the Super Bowl or related Super Bowl activities. That means the post game, as well as everything, in like a ten-hour period leading up to the kickoff. So during the course of the day, I probably consumed, you know, what fifteen, twenty hours of football. Because you had to watch, you know, a Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt like three times. That's three hours. So people like me are pet coon goofy because I would have had a, just as good a day joining the, the process before kickoff or at kickoff and calling it a day. But no, it was like binge watching the NFL. That's what it was. So uh, I'm wondering this as it relates to our audience here and you cats. Uh, could that be? A sign of things to come for WWE's biggest day of the year, which is 
the WrestleMania Sunday? Could they start even earlier on their pregame show and create more content, repurpose the features, things of that nature? There's a lot of ways to do it. Maybe having a couple, you know, having some matches, more matches on the pregame show. God knows they got the talent. But I hope it doesn't give them just a blatant license to make the show as long as they want because the ones that want it can't get enough and the ones that don't need it aren't going to watch. And maybe that's true. So people like OJR or Pet Coon Goofy to sit in front of their television for double-digit hours hearing the same stuff over and over again. And we loved it. And that's the Pet Coon Goofy Award for this week. Well, one thing's for sure, uh, this is not a pet coon goofy this week in wrestling. Some big stuff happened, including uh, in 1984, arguably the greatest bigger-than-life personality in pro wrestling history. In the eyes of many, I'm right. Do your research. El Santo, the Mexican legend, the greatest Latino star ever, ever, in the biz, passed away. Movie star, you know, it's a situation where he, he was booked well. He was special. And he found those movies to be great sales, ticket sellers for him. Big time star, folks. Very few. If I'm trying to think of who would be even more sensational than him and what he meant to his demographic and his people. Hard. On uh, today uh, in 1990, this I, I remember when I saw this. Uh, Sean Creedle, I think, threw this on there. I like it. Uh, on uh, today, Wednesday, as we record, in 1990, the WCW Classic Champions main event saw the Four Horsemen, Flair, Anderson, and Ole, Flair, Arn, and Ole, defeat Gary Hart International, the faction. Uh, the Great Muda, Buzz Sawyer, and the Dragon Master. Uh, earlier in the night was where they did the angle with Sting, and Sting came back out after getting kicked out of the horseman. And as he's scaling the cage, he blew out his patella, which his kneecap uh, came unhinged. And, and he was just ripe, just perfectly ripe for uh, his match with Flair. And the plan was for him to beat Rick and become the NWA champion and get that great rub from Flair because the, the consensus was that Sting was ready. So it just didn't work out that way. And uh, you, you always wonder, what, what, what if, you know? So I remember that. That was in Corpus Christi, Texas, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, and by the way, I mentioned Buzz Sawyer there. Also on this date in 1992, uh, Buzz passed away. I'll tell you this, he was naturally gifted, so gifted, athletically, wrestler, a character. He reminded me a little bit of a Dick the Bruiser, uh, crusher type guy, you know, uh, but boy, he had the best power slam of anybody I can recall, ever called a match for. On uh, Thursday, February 7th, on the day, as the date, this is an interesting story here. Uh, I've heard different versions of this. And uh, 
69 years ago, NWA World Junior Heavyweight Champion Leroy McGurk, yes, my boss, my first boss in wrestling, was involved in a car accident in Little Rock. Bob Clay, uh, a journeyman wrestler that McGurk trained, but he drove the car and kind of a you know everyday helper and, and got some bookings out of it. And I think he also promoted Joplin, Missouri at one time. Uh, they were driving to a restaurant. Uh, McGurk was a passenger. And uh, for some reason, Bob Clay had to slam on the brakes. Uh, Leroy did, they didn't have seat belts. Uh, he, he, his face hit the windshield and uh, shattering his uh, sunglasses. And one of the shards of the glass stuck in McGurk's good eye. I say good eye because he had been blinded as a kid in one eye. Uh, so now he has this shard of glass in his eye. And the way I remember telling the story, I think he might have told me this too, that, that he took the, the shard of glass, came out, he pulled it out. That's fun, huh? I think he's a little squeamish. does me. And then, uh, but he, he neglected it, and then he finally went blind totally at that point. It's very sad. He was bitter about it too, and I can understand why. Very bitter. But well, he was a hell of a wrestler, boy. Whew. Uh, and, of course, McGurk then started, uh, had the book, as they say. He booked the NWA Junior Heavyweight Champion for years. And many of those years, that champion was Danny Hodge. One thing's for sure, if Hodge is on the show, you, you, don't, you don't have to worry about somebody uh, hijacking the title or, or strong-arming Hodge and beating him. That wasn't going to happen. But uh, interesting story about Mr. McGurk, to say the least. Uh, also uh, on this date, on, on the 7th, this is, re- this is unusual. I forgot about this happening. I was a little bit busy that night, I guess. Uh, Nitro was in Tulsa. Uh, Scott Steiner cut the promo of promos, going completely off script. And uh, he vilified Ric Flair, who was uh, on, the, on, the sh- on the show. He put over Stone Cold Steve Austin, who was on another network for another company, uh, and they had a. It was a hell of a deal. It was really. It was like reality television going off 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 the rails. Uh, so, and and by the way, I, I the nice of the guys that prepared this for me. Raw uh, more than double Nitro in the ratings that week. Raw had a six point five rating to two point seven for Nitro. Uh, one of the biggest margins of victory for either side. Uh, but that sensationalistic promo, which I'm sure Scotty said of his own volition and because he felt like it. Whether it's accurate or not, irrelevant, he, he spoke his piece. So uh, that's kind of where that worked. Uh, Friday, on the 8th of February, 48 years ago, Pedro Morales became a uh, the first Latino-born world champion when he defeated uh, uh, Ivan Koloff uh, in New York City, of course, to win the WWF, WWWF uh, title. So uh, great distinction for Pedro. Fine man, too. Good gentleman. Good hand. He got over. He identified with his demographic. He's one of the great marketers. When wrestlers or anybody else selling a product, like tickets, T-shirts, whatever it is, you got to first of all identify your demographic. 
who's going to buy this garment or this item. Secondly, after you've identified who they are, you have to find out where they are. Once you discover where they are, now it's time to strategize how do we reach them. Get those things, you check all those boxes, uh, you got a lot better chance of being successful. On Saturday, February 9th, 36 years ago, uh, on February 9th, in Tampa, the Midnight Rider defeated Ric Flair to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. Some, some people are saying, what? The Midnight Rider was, of course, Dusty Rhodes. And the, Dusty with a mask on. You would never recognize that body, right? Uh, and he beats Flair for the title. And the post-match... NWA President Bob Geigel ordered Midnight Rider to unmask. The man under the mask was Flair's biggest rival at the time, of course, Dusty Rhodes. However, it was decreed that had Rhodes showed up, he would have been suspended for life from the NWA. How dare them? So Dusty couldn't reveal himself, wink, wink. So Rhodes, Ryder, if you will, uh, if you will, baby, refused to unmask. Avoid they, he did avoid the suspension for life, and he gave the title back to Flair. What a piece of business. What a piece of business. Sadly, on Sunday, February the 10th, 35 years ago, in Tokyo, David uh, uh, and David Von Erich, was found dead. The Yellow Rose of Texas. David Von Erich dies on tour in for All Japan Pro Wrestling at 25 years of age. The folklore and the, the legacy of the Von Erichs is massive. David Von Erichs, got, there's a million stories about David and things he did, he's done, and and he was the next, he's going to be an NWA champion, all these things. He was 25 when he died. And my two cents is that it could have been avoided. On Monday, February the 11th, 50 years ago, in Tampa, the booker, Eddie Graham, had, was on the NWA board, so they have a title change. In Eddie's town of Tampa. Dory Funk Jr. defeated Gene Kaninsky to win the NWA World Heavyweight Championship. That ended a three year run for Kaninsky, the big Canadian, and uh, started a four year run for, for Jr. until he lost it to the Harley Race in 1973. Well, those are great talents I'm naming right there. Whew, golly, strong, strong. Kaninsky was such a, he talked all the time. Great, great uh, communicator. And he, he talked loud. I don't know if he was hard of hearing or just, that's just his normal. But oftentimes the quarterback in the huddle in the Canadian Football League would have to calm him down because he talked so much in the huddle that couldn't, other players couldn't hear this, the play being called. I love that picture. I, I, I retweeted it the other day uh, and included the, uh, Tessa Blanchard, because her grandpa, Joe Blanchard, was in it, Wilbur Snyder, and uh, Big Gene. All on the same team. Hamilton, I don't know if it was Hamilton or 
Anyway, it was a CFL team, and they uh, were the big stars there. And all became wrestlers. And 34 years ago on Tuesday, the 12th of February, it was the debut of the Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart. I made his WWF debut as at a TV taping in Poughkeepsie at the Mid-Hudson Civic Center. I can still hear Howard Finkel's voice. Introducing from the South, Jimmy Hart. Uh, he managed both Greg the Hammer Valentine and uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Did uh, Jimmy, and he's still blowing and going north of 70, kicking ass and taking names, and he's going to get another Hall of Fame ring. How cool is that, man? One of the best. One of the best. And a nice guy. Very nice guy. And also on uh, Tuesday, seven years ago, it's, what a what a run this started. It was uh, in Osaka, New Japan Pro Wrestling. Uh, Kazusuka Okada defeated Hiroshi Tanahashi to win the IWGP heavyweight title. And that ended Tanahashi's reign of 404 days. The second longest title reign in New Japan's long history, ladies and gentlemen. And this young upstart... Okada wins the title at the age of 24 and became the second youngest IWGP heavyweight champion in history. You know who the uh, youngest was? Shinsuke Nakamura was 23 when he won the IWGP heavyweight title for the first time in 2003. That was, a, that was a great card you're looking at it. Uh, and finally, uh, in this little stopover on our journey, before we get to Cody Rhodes here in a little while, Cody Reynolds, or just Cody, uh, birthdays. Got a few birthdays to get to. I like doing the birthdays. Yesterday, and I didn't bring it up, darn it, uh, was uh, Madison Rain's birthday. She's 33 on Tuesday. We're recording this on Wednesday. Uh so Connor from the Ascension was 39 uh, on Wednesday. Friday, the big show, 47. I'm really proud of how he looks and how he, he looks like he feels better. And a lot of that is just weight control and uh, eating healthier. You know, he can load up all he wants. One of the big things about big guys, and Mark Henry is the same way uh, once upon a time, is that, and many of us are this way. I, I still am, I think. You perceive going on a diet as not getting enough to eat. And that's far from the truth. You get all you want several times a day. What else you want? That's a pretty good deal, right? You feel me? You hear me? Uh, Sherry Martell would celebrate uh, her 61st birthday on uh, Friday. Of course, Sherry passed away 2007. Well, she was a talent. Tougher than hell. She was probably the, one of the last of those territory-trained uh, and abused mentally and physically because most of the women that were in the territories didn't get many breaks. And I didn't say abused like they were sexually abused. I don't know anything about that. But verbally and mentally, they were abused. They were not welcome. She survived it. I think Grizzly Smith had some trained her to some degree. I'm not sure. Jim Neidhart would have been 64 on Friday. So happy he's going to the Hall of Fame. 
It'll make his family happy and a good moment uh, for a real likable dude. I remember him teaching Bill Watts' son, Micah, how to throw shot put. Because Stu got uh, Jim booked out of Calgary down to Oklahoma back in the day, in the 80s. I got to know him very well then. Always likable. And he had that great laugh then. That was just the way he laughed. He was, what a good guy. Uh, a real sweetheart celebrating her 55th birthday on Saturday, Medusa, a London blaze. By any name, she's a beautiful human being, a great talent. Great talent. Happy birthday, girl. Also, another one of my favorite ladies in wrestling, Victoria, Lisa Marie Verone, uh, is going to be 48 on Sunday. Now, look, both these ladies are on Twitter. It wouldn't hurt you to say, hey, JR, I mentioned you on the show. Happy birthday. I'm following up. Uh, always enjoyed, always an adventure, but I always enjoyed working with Kenny Shamrock. Kenny will be 55 on Monday. 55 years young. Still looks like a million bucks. Tough dude. And, and had a, you know, he was on a real roll. He was getting ready to get the big push, the rocket ship in WWE when he left to go back to MMA. I, I can't say it was a bad move. I don't know that it cost you some money, I'm thinking. I'm thinking that. But if he was happy doing, making that call, then he made the right call. Sometimes uh, along our journey in life and what we do for a living, uh, our vocation, uh, you, you have to reevaluate. And you have to say, is, is this the right thing for me right now? And Kenny thought it was. And I'm sure today he'd probably say the same thing. He, had, he came back, he had some fights. I don't know if he was ever the same, but he was, he was so natural in the pro wrestling, he had such natural passion. When he got pissed off, you weren't sure that if he had, uh-oh, he snapped and that, that ain't good for anybody, or if he was if he was in his character. Going to be a big-time star. And he made, he made, but he made his own decision. So it's not a bad thing. Happy birthday, Kenny, 55. And another guy that I have a lot of respect for, celebrating a birthday on Tuesday, birthday number 59 for the incredible OMG one-man gang, Crusher Broomfield. I think that uh, the gang made his way to Mid-South where he got a big break. He was a great heel. He earned his break. I think Skandar Akbar helped him a lot, uh, mentoring him and teaching him. I think Ernie Ladd was the guy that saw him uh, in Kentucky or someplace, and they ended up running to Mid-South. So, uh, but he's his asset to the territory, one man gang, asset to the territory. I follow him on Facebook. He's fun. I sound like a real old guy, don't I? I follow him on Facebook. Jesus, what's wrong with me? So there's the birthdays. Happy birthday, everybody! I remember these folks, and uh, we respect, ladies and gentlemen. But whatever you do, don't forget that good old Jr.'s got the cake. Got to keep this show on the road, ladies and gentlemen. Can't burn no daylight here on the Jim Ross Report. Always good to catch up with this kid. He's busy. As my grandpa would say, he's busier than a fruit merchant. Somebody's going to say, what does that even mean, JR? 
Well, fruit is perishable. It doesn't last long. So those little stands on the outside of the road, along the road, Cody Roads, that's a fruit merchant. He's got to sell today and stay busy today. So what I'm asking you is, are you busy today? I am. I am very busy, but uh, you created a question for me and then gave me the answer. I was very curious <laughs> what you meant as far as the fruit merchant goes, but that makes total sense. It's perishable. You got to work. Yeah, yeah there's, sometimes there's not any tomorrows because the cantaloupe goes bad. Wow. So, you, you know, <laughs> you got to make this thing work. Uh, I like it. You, you, I, I want to, I know uh, we're recording this on t- on Wednesday. Uh, you guys have got a big week. You you guys, meaning AEW, mm-hmm. uh, in Las Vegas. Tell us just what you can uh, without, I don't, I'm not asking you to uh, scoop yourself. But what's going on out there, and what can we look for? Because there's a lot of ways, even if you're not going to be in Vegas, that you can ex- experience it. Yeah, that's actually uh, what I'm looking at right now. Just like we did with the Jacksonville, the very first AEW rally that we held there at the stadium in Jacksonville for the, the Double or Nothing ticket announcement party, it's available to be seen on beingtheelite.com. Um, it's streaming also at AE uh, Wrestling, the, the official Twitter, and then even on Brandy Rhodes' Instagram. It's uh, it's available uh, for anyone to see if you can't make it out to Vegas. And for those who can come to Vegas, it's just a cool event. It's at the Splash Pool with the absolute picturesque setting of the MGM Grand behind it. and um, It's it's going to be just a blast free meet and greet afterwards completely free to the fans and that's one of like the big things that the group really likes to do is especially uh, me matt and nick and yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to it and obviously we're calling it the ticket announcement party so that's what we're going to get into that's the the content and that's the you know that's what i'm really looking forward to presenting to fans is hey when how we want to do everything we can to get tickets into the, you know, into the right hands. We, we learned a little bit about our on sale with all in and, you know, things uh, that we would have done differently and we're taking that. And now we know we're going to apply it here. And we've got a great team uh, helping us too out here. Just uh, so many folks who just have such good experience, you know, plenty of them yourself in the industry. And man, I'm, I'm, I'm glad when they ask us questions and want to hear what we're thinking from a creative end. And I'm glad when we're able to lean into them and ask them about the production and the logistics, it's just, it's just real serendipitous at the moment. Very much a team effort to, if you, if you want to be successful and why in the hell would you play the game if you didn't want to win? Uh, mm-hmm. so, uh, with that said, uh, what is, what are your realistic expectations for the, uh, the final at the end of the night attendance? Uh, for your next venture there in Vegas in hmm. May. Well, that's that's a great question, and, and you know, right now I have the the building MGM Grand Garden Arena. Uh, me, Matt, Nick, we scaled it for eleven thousand and six hundred. Um, that's with you know, some folks might know there may be some seats that become available because if we thought we had a camera there, then we kill right. that camera. That might open up a few hundred seats. Uh, so I I could. You know, strongly estimate we're aiming to hit that eleven thousand six hundred. We want to be honest about our our tickets from day one because it's real easy for people in this day and age just to look it up. 
or just to just to talk to the fire marshal. You can't really say we got a hundred thousand people in the building anymore, <laughs> unless you you have you know. And uh, yeah, eleven thousand six hundred is the the number. It's funny we were kicking ourselves over calling it double or nothing. We couldn't find a building that had twenty thousand, you know, <laughs> to, to compete with the ten. But is you know this building just. It's got wrestling history. I went to WCW pay-per-view here. Uh, Matt and Nick did as well. And I, I'm real excited about bringing our fans. There's so many travelers who come to do events um, with us and with the elite so far. And I mean, from cons to these you know pop-in shows we do. And I'm excited for some of them to see Vegas for the first time because Vegas is, you know, it's a damn good time. Oh, it's a cool town. One of my favorites, no doubt about it. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot of boxing for CBS there at uh-huh. the D, D Hotel down on Fremont Street, which I fell in love with. That whole yeah. old, that old school area down there is the the best steakhouse in Vegas that I've had is in the uh, in the D Hotel and their restaurant, their Italian steakhouse called Andy Amos. Andy Amos. Okay. And they have it's an Italian steakhouse, has the best meatballs mm. I've ever had in my entire adult life. They're sinfully right. good, yeah, sinfully good, and cool. and all the traditional, and the and the the wait the wait staff aren't uh, journeymen, they're not right. jabronis, they're main event guys, <laughs> and they know all the fundamentals of how to be on top, and how to stay on top wow. through their service. And it's a great experience. I'm not kidding. So if you're there enough days and you, oh, let's try that place. Yeah. You won't regret it. I will. It, that's, a, that's a ringing endorsement. I know my mama is really big on Fremont Street. That's all she, when she comes down here, that's all she talks about and stuff. So that's, that's I like that endorsement for sure. So the other thing, well, it's, it's honest, I promise you. That was Jan and my favorite place to go. I'm sentimental about it, but it's just damn good, man. So uh, yeah. the, uh, and I can hook you. I got. I know people there too. So just let me know. <laughs> uh, so you know that hey, out there in Vegas, it don't hurt to who you know. That's not a bad no, little thing no, to say, nice man. No, it's nice to have some connections. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, I read online that the, you're signing uh, individuals for mm-hmm. uh, the the roster. Mm-hmm. Who's okay? Who has been signed recently? Uh, are are is there, are there any signing signees or agreements you had that you want to talk about that you're you're glad you got uh, any any couple any good gets lately? Um, as of you know yesterday, it was great because we've started this new YouTube series, um, the road to double or nothing, and we're covering the genuine what it, what it's like. It's a you know very much a behind the scenes, and we're covering a, a, the transition for, from you know our point of view as talents and now we're in the executive vice president role and we really want to do that work and do that job so it's it's fun to cover but yesterday we announced that we had signed jimmy havoc um a uk star had a tremendous run in in progress and uh kind of one of the kings of the death match and it was just a, it was a really cool thing to be able to put out there because we're looking for for fresh um, more than kind of the the equity garnered individual who's perhaps popped around on various uh, television shows already, we're looking for someone who hasn't been seen. That that's kind of the directive. Of course, there's there's folks like a, a Chris Jericho, just a, you know, an absolute star, star wrestling f- 
freaking rock star and he's done it all and seen it all. But I want to have the juxtaposition of somebody on that level seeing with somebody who, who our audience may be seeing for the very first time ever. And I'll use Jimmy Havocay as an example, not that he's, you know, not well known, but perhaps he's not universally known. And that's what we want to sell. That's the message we want to, to bring forward. I don't want to say the next generation, um, it's more this generation, this this disruptive, independent brands that you're seeing pop up all around. But yeah, he, uh, Jimmy Havoc is of yesterday, um, and then tomorrow at the the ticket uh, on sale, you know, party. We want to give them more than just hey, here's the details on where you go buy tickets. So uh, there's a few talent signings that we'll be able to throw out, boom, right there. I think they're really going to mobilize some folks and generate excitement. I'm real uh, thrilled for my wife, who's been recruiting uh, the you know women from around the world. Like a really, she's been on a plane every day here and there and everywhere and at freaking every country. And she's got um, a signing t- tomorrow that I'm, I'm, you know, excited for her to present. And that's cool. We're really going all hands on deck tomorrow. We, we don't want to just keep standing up in front of a podium and saying, hey, the show's in May. We want to be doing stuff now that excites you and entertains you. Well, you got to get the word out and continue to build momentum. Momentum is going to continue until they say goodnight and thanks for coming. You know, it's a, it's right. not, it's a, it's a never-ending process until that journey has been completed. Uh, and it seems to me like, and correct me if I'm wrong, that you guys have all uh, the the young bucks yourself uh, and, and other people in your in your on the team there are uh, very active on social media. It would yes. seem to me that you guys are I don't want to say relying, but you're you are depending on a, the success of social media to help you out here because uh, you've got that audience seem to me seemingly to me kind of embraced. You know one of the, one of yeah. the great things about marketing, Cody, I believe, is that. You have to believe in your product. You have to know where your audience is, identify your audience first, and then know where they are, where they where do they reside. Right. And uh, you guys have got, seemingly to me, this is my vibe I get, is uh, younger, more uh, exciting, uh, n- new wave, but still with a lot of fundamental elements. I envision your wrestling show to have more physicality, athleticism, realism, organic, let me get, grip my teeth in this thing, a uh, feel than bad acting out of the sophomore drama class. <laughs> well, you're, you're dead on as far as social media. I mean, in this, in this era of the disruptor and the, the independent brand, social media is massive. That's a big, big thing I'm looking at. If you look at somebody that potentially you want to sign is how do they do their social media? Or do they, do they mobilize their fans regularly? Do they reward their fans regularly? And are they not like a nutcase on, you know, Twitter or Instagram on mm-hmm. YouTube, you know, cause you, you don't want that. You don't want that either. It's a, it's, it's our, like this time is just unreal that everything is happening where it's like I said, serendipitous. These things fall into place. Like, you know, have it being able to put this on YouTube and get the number of views it can get in such a short time. and It's really wonderful. But when it comes to the athleticism and the product that we want to present, and that starts in May, May 25th with Double or Nothing, I, I tend to skew towards what you're talking about, the, the sporting aspects 
of the industry. You know, I we've, we've talked about it a lot, and I love. I don't like to say old school wrestling. I guess I love traditional wrestling. I, I love you know whether it's Mid Atlantic, whether it's Mid South, whether it's watching uh, dusty stuff at JCP, or you know even mm-hmm. seeing some of the stuff from San Francisco. I just have this. I think there's magic. It's not just old wrestling to me. There's magic in there that things people are doing, competitors are doing, uh, promo men are doing that is keeping the suspension of disbelief alive in a way that it's real easy for someone of my generation to go, oh, that's just old wrestling. And there, there's so much you can learn from it. It's un, it's unreal. And then on the absolute, like, on that side with me is, is Tony. And we haven't talked about Tony Khan, but Tony Khan comes from the world of sports. He wants to put on a sports broadcast. Um, and I think pro wrestling is entertaining enough. I don't think the soap opera element of it has to be turned up to 11 on, on you know, in, in any way. And I really enjoy the analytics world because he's an analytics, you know, savant, a, a genius when it comes to stuff like that. I love hearing about the idea of wins and losses and, and, and time limits and things that are just, they, they sound like the wrestling that I grew up on. But I'll also say on the flip side of that, I'm really excited about what Matt and Nick bring to the table because they bring a different side. They bring a very, very non-traditional wrestling. And it's, you know, it's the buffet. And that's what I want to create again. That was something Eric Bischoff told me before All In. and Man, it made my day because I knew we were taking some risk on that show doing some traditional stuff, doing some out, outlandish stuff. And he said, you know, make it a buffet. And I really liked that because if we're going to ask people to travel, if we're going to ask people to part with their money, I want to make sure they get what they thought and more. That uh, event in May, Cody, will be on pay-per-view. Will that yes. be uh, on all the traditional pay-per-view systems? It will be a fight app thing. Uh, do you know offhand – how fans can, because people should start planning for these things. Budgetarily, yes, that makes yeah. sense. You know, planning your budget that, that that month. But how do they find it? That's my point. Yeah, I think uh, we're going to start giving uh, giving all the details uh, as we go. We're still working out the, the pay-per-view aspect of it. I would imagine it would be on all traditional forms. Um, and then we are talking about potentially doing a pre-show and the pre-show being you know, free for fans and a genuine pre-show, multiple matches, things of that nature, and and perhaps even putting it on the uh, Being the Elite YouTube channel. We're looking at everything. Uh, We've learned a lot from Chicago. Uh, We met some great people at Fight. Well, we we were able to, you know, work with StarCast. StarCast is back out here in Vegas. Uh, They've they've, uh, hitched themselves to the wagon, and we love having them. Uh, because they bring a completely different demographic. To come. Let me tell you something. It yeah. takes a hell of a wagon to haul Conrad. Oh. <laughs> and that's He's like a... the pot calling the kettle black. I'm, I'm, I know that already. I get that, folks. It was a joke. He's, uh, he, what a man! What a saint. He, He's he, PT Barnum. Uh, last year, he told me he said, "I want to, I want to go with you guys, and you just tell me if I'm doing anything that's that's contrary to your presentation and." Yeah, ever since then, hey, we've the conversations have all been great. The ideas have all been great, and, and he he touches a demographic that we don't touch. And uh, I want to make sure you know we we're able to show them a little what we can do because he presents to you know fans fans like him who grew up 
you know, on an older type wrestling. I really, I dig, dig Conrad quite a bit. Good crew out there, I can tell you that. Well, folks, uh, big news coming out of Las Vegas this week. We appreciate Cody jumping on in a very busy week. And uh, have a have a productive time and a creative, cr- creatively productive. That's a nice combination. Be creatively productive. All right. I'll tell, I'm, I'm taking that into the meeting now. We're going to be creatively productive. <laughs> and don't overthink things. Yes, sir. It's just it's a, we're telling just telling stories here. So right. And, and if your team doesn't understand the story, I've had that one thing I can always say about your dad's booking. He's like cowboy, and I guess Eddie Graham too. Was that you know it, they could always give you the bottom line, right? And sometimes in a coarse way, sometimes with, with being profanity laced, or with <laughs> with or, or different distortion distorted faces, like are you ask you know are you crazy? But they always could tell you the bottom line because as a as a broadcaster, right? You don't need to I don't need to know every stop along the, t- the train the trail here. I just need to know what's where's the destination, where are we going? Right. Then if the, the talent's got to tell the rest of that story, right. they got to fill. They got to they got to drop me off in Hooterville and take me over to Mayberry, then go up to you know North you know Charlotte or wherever. <laughs> so that's the deal. That, yes, but, that, but but the, a lot of people blame the all always blame that shit on creative when sometimes it's the it's the talents themselves who are not connecting the dots. Right, and the, and you lose me. So. Uh, Oh, I could talk about that forever. Anyway, hey, pr- I appreciate you uh, jumping on. Nothing but the oh. best, my man. Nothing but the, I'm proud of you. You're kicking. You're kicking ass. Thank you, sir. Always, always a pleasure to talk to you. And I mean, I am genuinely taking that to the meeting. We're going to be creatively productive. That's it. All right. Ernie Ladd would, as Ernie Ladd would say, case closed. And good night, everybody. <laughs> thank All you. All right, Jim. thank you, buddy. I appreciate it so much. You're busy, I know. I appreciate you doing this. Hell yeah, man. I'll talk to you soon. Okay, bro. Thank you, sir. Bye-bye. Pretty cool information right there from uh, Cody. And he's got a lot on his plate. He's a young bucks, but they love it. And they got a, they got a young, energetic team around him, apparently. Uh, our, one of our producers here, Rafael Morphy, is, as I mentioned, is uh, working with him on this big show coming up in May in Vegas. And he'll do a great job. They... I bring that up because Raphael was, you know, over a decade one of the top market reps for WWE. Very successful. Uh, he's very skilled. If he is an indication of the other positions that have been filled, and I have no reason to believe that he isn't, then they're 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 getting they're putting a nice team together. So uh, I appreciated Cody hopping on. I know they got a lot going on this week in uh, in Las Vegas. If you're out there on Thursday night, uh, stop on by. And it'll also be on uh, Twitter and all the social media uh, access that you want. So I suggest you go to their their Twitter account uh, and uh, and check them out. So uh, AEW All Elite Wrestling. Uh, where was I here? Oh. Hope you enjoyed the show today. Uh, it's been a fun show. I I really enjoy talking to Madison, Madison Rain. A lot of respect for her. She'll be back, I hope, sometime. Uh, maybe I'll get invited. I could do a, a uh, review of Josh Matthews cooking. We found out the little rascal's a multi-talented dude. Uh, remember, you can contact us here at the Jim Ross Report 
at gmail.com. That's the Jim Ross Report at gmail.com. If you have show ideas, comments, questions, things of that nature. Uh, I'd like to invite you to follow me on Facebook and Instagram. Sean Cradle uh, um, herds those chickens. Jim Ross BBQ is uh, how I can be found there on Facebook and Instagram. Jim Ross BBQ. Uh, Twitter at JRSBBQ. Uh, one, almost 1.7 million followers. Love for you to be one if you're not. At JRSBBQ. Uh, and uh, next week on the show, uh, the one and only Rob Van Dam will be joining us. RVD. Uh, RVD has not been on the new show. So I'm looking forward to talking to him and see what he's got going on. Very uh, entrepreneurial. Very talented. Uh, he, he created his own style. He did a great job. Uh, but he's doing other things now. Even though, I bet you, if provoked and paid well, he might have another run in him. We'll find out next week when Rob Van Dam joins us. So until then, I want to thank Dennis in Culver City, Sean Cradle in Baltimore, Raphael in New York City, and in Las Vegas this week. All of us here certainly appreciate you subscribing to our show at uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, Stitcher, wherever you may get your five-star, wherever you could leave your five-star rating and subscribe to our program for absolutely nothing. Once you subscribe, it'll be automatically downloaded into the device of your choosing. So there's no pain, no strains, uh, no clutter, and no cost. Not a bad thing. So check that out. And we do appreciate those five-star ratings uh, very much. So from a cold and damp Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, in the studios of Cat Rock, uh, I've got old J.R. Jim Ross saying, do something nice to somebody that's least expecting it. Put a smile on the face if you can. And remember, our tomorrows are never, ever guaranteed. So long, everybody. Westwood One Podcast Network's ENC's Pot of Awesomeness. Your hosts, Edge and Christian, talk wrestling. Betty Phoenix, a.k.a. my wife. You kiss the great Kali yes. and you eliminate him. Kali reacts like somehow you kissing him is like gross to him. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. It's like, in what world? ENC's Pot of Awesomeness. Download it free and easy wherever you get your podcasts from the Westwood One Podcast Network. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.